This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It seems like a move that is completely contrary to the provincial government's ideology and beliefs and their promises about how they were going to run government. Ontario's top bureaucrats are in line for big raises. An order in council outlines the changes to the pay scale for deputy ministers at the low end. Minimum salary is going up from $205,000, which is what it was in 2016, to 234000 and that is a 14% increase. At the high end of their scale, it rises to 320000 from 311000 and that is a 3% hike. It also leaves room for performance bonuses based on performance and hitting targets. A spokesman for Treasury Board President Peter Bethlen-Falvey is justifying this by saying that the move ends the practice of automatic pay increases for public sector leaders and ties compensation to performance. So what do you think? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Jasmine Pickle, who is the Interim Ontario Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Libby. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, talking to us. What, what do you make of this? This seems like, at so, I mean, it's not an automatic raise, but raising the whole pay scale for deputy ministers, uh, uh, you know, while everybody else is being quite limited. So as you can imagine, when I read that headline yesterday, I nearly fell out of my seat because this is certainly not a government uh, that we would expect that from based on things that they've said in the past. And especially when we see provinces like Alberta, uh, where their elected politicians, uh, the premier took a 10% pay cut and MLAs took a 5% pay cut. It was shocking to see that here in Ontario, which is the largest subnational debtor on the planet, uh, it was shocking to read headlines that they were raising the pay scale of uh, the salary of unelected officials. So these are deputy ministers, which are top bureaucrats for respective ministries, uh, by 14%. So, I was originally quite shocked, but I will say that after I um, tweeted out um, <laughs> my shock, uh, I was quickly contacted by the minister's office to correct uh, the headline. So although it had originally, uh, the headline that I read, which was an article released by CDC, had stated that uh, the 14% raise was a raise to the base salary of these deputy ministers. But in reality, uh, what the government uh, has informed me is that 
really the only change is a 2% increase, which is a cost of living increase, essentially, at the high end of the scale. So now the maximum salary that a deputy minister can make has now been raised to 326000 uh, and change. So uh, it really was... Um, but the minimum uh, has been changed. It's it's a, The 14% is, is the increase in the minimum at the end of the pay scale. Doesn't mean that they're all getting it. This is true. So I have yet to be uh, told by the ministry uh, why there would have been that increase at the bottom. And maybe it's possible that, um, you know, this could have been a gradual thing since 2016. I'm not sure. Uh, And I think that the government should explain where that comes from at the bottom end. But they did confirm for me that uh, uh, these deputy ministers were eligible to receive up to a 4% base salary increase. depending on performance from 2018 to 2019. So the maximum would be 4%, which is still quite high when you're in, when you're in, you know, the $300,000 a year range. Um, but they did confirm that in fact, the correct number is a 4% base salary increase from 2018 to 2019. Well, I, I, that's at the higher end because the original, I mean, my understanding is that the problem with the original reporting was that it said it was 14% across the board. It is 14% at that bottom end. And I'm just in general, you know, why uh, these particular civil servants who are the highest paid? That's a great question. So from the beginning, uh, even before Ford was elected, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation was calling on the government to address uh, this compensation creep and, frankly, bureaucratic bloat that's costing taxpayers uh, quite a bit of money in this province. So earlier this year, we heard... Uh, President of the Treasury Board, uh, Mr. Bethan Salvi, talk about how public servants cost, they're about 50% of all expenditure in the province. So uh, about $72 billion a year, which is no small sum. So if we want to return to balance in this province, which is the eventual goal, uh, just the year after the next election in 2023, uh, we're going to, I mean, it's inevitable we're going to have to address uh, the uh, the salaries of, of these bureaucrats. And uh, it was interesting. Recently, the Fraser Institute released a report that analyzed public sector workers, so government workers, uh, with comparable uh, counterparts outside of government. And they found that government workers earn an average of 11% more than people outside of government in similar roles. And they also retire sooner with better pensions. So from the beginning, we've always said that, look, you know, the public sector salaries, which are ever and ever going upward, would be a great place to start bringing them back in line with reality uh, and, you know, what everyone else faces in in the private sector, the people who pay their salaries. That would be a great place to uh, look for savings, to start looking for savings when we need to, you know, get this province back in good fiscal shape. Uh, let me give the numbers out again, because we do have uh, a few minutes. I've, I would imagine that uh, people have an opinion on this. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm talking to Jasmine Pickle of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, and we're talking about those uh, juicy pay hikes that deputy ministers will potentially get. Now, the the a spokesman for Peter Bethlen Falvey said, well, you know, this, it's great because it ends automatic pay increases and it ties it to compensation and uh, to, to performance. Do you buy that? 
So I will give credit where credit's due. This government has done uh, taken a number of steps to bring those salaries back in line with reality. And one of those was to end uh, a win era and frankly, um, from their predecessors, would give automatic increases. So for an example, I think between 2016 and 2017, they increased the minimum pay from 205000 to 234000 And that was an automatic increase, which frankly, I mean, no one outside of government would ever reward a reward an employee who, you know, if they didn't earn it, if they if it wasn't based on their performance. So uh, I will commend the government for ending this practice of uh, automatic increases and replacing that with performance-based increases. But it's frankly ludicrous. And again, I have yet to, uh, you know, receive confirmation, frankly, from the government on this, on this fact. They admittedly have said that numbers were slow coming out of the Treasury Board. Um, but I, frankly, if it is the case that, you know, 14% pay hikes on the bottom end of their salary range, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find that any in any other work environment across the province. And it's not fair of the government to ask taxpayers who, uh, you know, as we've heard many times in this federal election campaign, have trouble making ends meet at the end of the month. Uh, you're asking that same tax base to foot a 14% pay increase for already well-paid uh, bureaucrats. It's, that would simply be ludicrous. I mean, it it does seem to be baffling. First of all, it's it's been done through an order in council, which, uh, you know, to me says, ah, sneaking it through. I mean, I don't know if it's gone into effect yet. It has to be signed by the lieutenant governor. I don't know if that's happened. Uh, but uh, what what do you make of also the way that this was done? I mean, it, it it's not surprising to me. I've seen this happen in all kinds of previous governments, but this is kind of exactly what they said they would not do. That's exactly right. And it's really off-brand for this government. And we've seen a couple of those issues uh, sneak through the cracks. And one wonders, uh, and this is, you know, purely just... Uh, uh, a guess, but some of the things uh, seem to be bubbling up maybe from the past, and it's, it's a sign of a government kind of getting its footing. You know, it was 15 years that the Liberals were in power, and for this government to come in, you know, it was uh, mistake, uh, many mistakes in its first year in power, and we saw that as well when Stephen Harper took office, uh, you know, after a long Liberal reign in, in Ottawa. So, uh, but frankly, I think it's fair for Ontarians to demand, you know, you've been in office for a year now, it's time to figure this out. Uh, voters would absolutely reject the idea that any top paid bureaucrat needs a 14% raise uh, on the on the low end of the scale. Um, so it, it is simply ludicrous. And again, it's uh, very off-brand for this government to, one of its first acts uh, upon forming government was to implement a hiring freeze in the public service, which, uh, you know, we applauded. Um, and then recently as well this year, they've introduced, I believe it was back in June, legislation to cap uh, pay increases at 1%. Correct. We were, call- we were calling on, you know, more drastic action because we think that, uh, you know, the bureaucracy has, uh, it's costing taxpayers more than we can afford to pay and it's grown substantially in, in recent years. Uh, but when they capped, uh, and again, this is not legislation that has been passed uh, yet, but uh, when they introduced that legislation earlier this year, we were very surprised then, you know, to hear of this news story, which is why I was so vocal about it yesterday on Twitter. Um, it seems off-brand for this government, and if it is just, you know, an ordering council that hasn't been, uh, you know, uh, passed into law yet, then we would really encourage this government to rethink that, because it, not only is it off-brand, but it's something that Ontarians can't afford. 
yeah. Uh, let's take a call from Janet in Barrie. Hi, Janet. Hello. Um, I just would like to say that, first of all, if this government is giving their members a cost of living increase, then they better start thinking about the people who are poorer than them who are asking for cost of living increases. These are these are nonpartisan civil servants. They serve every government, but they are at the very top of the scale, deputy ministers. Yeah, well, the people at the bottom of the scale, like QP, could not get a cost of living increase. Um, you know, they... Uh, and also, right now, I don't understand how this works. Our government has decided to have a big holiday and collecting a paycheck, and yet they can go ahead and do some kind of an order in council to create this kind of thing. Doesn't yep. make sense. And my third point is, some whoever your person on there was talking about, the Fraser Institute, needs to look up what the Fraser Institute is all about and who funds it, oh. because I wouldn't be quoting them if I were her. Uh, well, uh, I, I think she and you probably have very different politics. But uh, Janet, I hear you. Thank you very much for your call. You're welcome. Bye now. Bye. Okay. Lynn in Stony Creek. Hi, Lynn. Hey, how are you, Libby? Fine. How are you? Sick. Oh, sorry to hear that. Oh, no. Um, I absolutely agree with that lady ahead of us. I mean, those bureaucrats, they don't do anything anyhow, and yet they get a raise. No way. I, there's a lot of us that need that money. And my sister and I, we get about $3,000 between the two of us each month, and we can't even do it. Yeah. You know, and, and then these people have these these holidays, do nothing. Like, what are they there for? Uh, well, they, I, I don't think it's fair to say they do nothing, but they are uh, very well compensated. Lynn, thanks yeah, for your call. Yeah, what? Well, for 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 what they do, they basically uh, run the the actual ministries. But uh, Lynn, uh, I gather you're not in favor of giving them a raise. Thanks for your call. Um, okay, we are starting to run out of time on this. Uh, Jasmine, what would you like to leave us with? I would just say that uh, this government was voted in really with one strong mandate, and that was to get the province's books back in order. Fifty uh, percent of what we spend every year goes to goes into public sector salaries, and that's an area where we need to see strong leadership from this government. Uh, you know, we need them to stop uh, saying they didn't even freeze wages; they they legislated uh, you know this one percent cap. So. Uh, we're looking for strong and decisive uh, steps taken from this government to curb spending, and the public sector salaries would be a great place to start. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Jasmine Pickle from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Appreciate your time. And thanks so much. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means... There's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.